the stupidity. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. Wow, wow, wow. She's got tremendous hatred. Endorses Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, it begins. Uh, Bernie. Bernie was here in the capital of the Commonwealth. Loma Jefferson, Madison, and Henry. And he said something about the Constitution. I can't wait to let you hear it. And what? Now, that's a serious question. What? What's the black vote? That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. The Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother, Richard Lee, is not with me today. He had an emergency uh, visit to the hospital last night where he has just sent me a text. He's recovering uh, from a bit of a scare last night. And, um, of course, a combination of many things are going on in Richard's health and his life. And, uh, and many of you, uh, have heard it here for, for quite a while. We talked about it multiple times. Um, but that's where Richard is. And, and, uh, believe me, he is, uh, he's upset and wants to be here as much as I want him here. So, uh, we'll ask a very simple request of you. If you are a fan of the Lee Brothers, even if you're not, you just tuned in, uh, prayers for Richard are always helpful. I believe they work, they're powerful, and they do make a difference. Uh, and uh, and so I welcome them. Uh, prayers for the Lee Brothers and uh, specifically Richard's health as he will return here next week. All right, we are up and running uh, without him nonetheless. And uh, we'll be at Facebook Live. I believe that is up and running. And, of course, the phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. New microphone in the studio. don't know how it's sounding to you. It sounds uh, vibrant, alive, and uh, loud in my head. So I guess that means it's working. Uh, but we'll, we'll see as we go out throughout the show. Coming up. Cap and trade. Welcome, Virginia. We are now in the cap and trade business. The the uh, General Assembly has passed that. And if you think that's a good thing, you are in for a uh, an awakening in your pocketbook. I'll explain that coming up at 5. And the NAACP, I can't get over this. We've talked about this many times on the show, too. The shakedown of Hanover County because they won't change the name of the schools there. And, of course, it shouldn't be the will of the people or the school board that decided. That would be the NAACP. Aren't they? And if they can't decide, then they ought to sue Hanover County because that's the only alternative because somebody's being hurt. Well, not really, but someone's being hurt with the name of the building, you see. Or at least that's what we're being told. So we'll discuss that at 5. And I do want to go through the Bernie Sanders uh, rally. Apparently, there were like 4,000, 5,000 people. I didn't know Richmond had that many people who couldn't think show up in one location. Now, I know there's at least that many who have a big heart, who care greatly about things. But somehow that's been confused to think that caring means you give your money to the government and they do all the work. That's really not what it means, people. So at uh, 435, we'll cover that. But first, this is a legitimate, and, and I, Richard and I talked about this all week, legitimate, real question. 
because it was all over the Democratic debate. What's the black vote? What What is that? And I understand there's also a Latino vote. I don't know what that is either. And there's a, a Hispanic vote, and I guess there's an Asian vote. Is there a white vote? Isn't it degrading? Isn't it insulting to actually have an entire debate built around the color of someone's skin? Is there a policy? I'm, I'm, and I love someone to help me with this. If you're a liberal Democrat or a Democrat at all, which is kind of the same thing, 454-1366, help me understand how part of the debate this week with the Democrats was all about the black vote. Now, I understand that about 60% of the South Carolina caucus will be, if we have to notice, the color of someone's skin will be black. And apparently blacks, and I didn't, this is another thing that drives me crazy about this whole conversation. Aren't, aren't you insulted that there is such thing as a black vote? What would be a policy that would impact someone different on the color of their skin? What's a policy that actually exists for a black person that's different than a white person. And if there is such a policy, isn't that a problem? Doesn't anyone go, wait a second, I thought policies were were blind. I didn't know policies actually had color people's skin involved. But here's how just a segment of the debate uh, this week started like this. To another topic, we're in South Carolina. It's the first primary with a significant black voting population. Your numbers appear to be slipping with black voters. Uh, isn't it insulted yet? Aren't you insulted? So in Iowa, there's no policy for black people. So apparently in South Carolina, there's something that Joe Biden has to do because his numbers are slipping with black people. So someone's going to have to help me with this greatly. And I'm not I'm not kidding. I don't understand the whole this whole conversation about black numbers, black voters, as if there's some some block of people that vote the exact same way because their skin is something different. Was anyone else offended by that? Insulted? I couldn't imagine saying it in any other format. I mean, if, if you are a person of color, which I understand is a big thing to say now, especially from our student at UVA, aren't you... Is there a vote? Is there a policy you're looking for that is only for you because... Your skin color is different. The whole thing is offensive. Continue, please. Your numbers appear to be slipping with black voters. And I'm wondering if you could respond about why that is happening to you at this particular time. I've, I've earned the vote. I've worked like the devil to earn the vote of the African-American community. What's that look like? I've worked hard to get the vote of the African-American. Why wouldn't you work for all people, Joe? There's a special vote, special thing you have to go through to get the vote of the black person? How, how insulting to our entire country. Yet no one ever mentions it. And I will win the African-American vote here in South Carolina. Yeah, good for you. Whatever that means, right? You'll win the African-American vote. Not offensive? How about this? I've met with black leaders to try to get an understanding of how I can better position myself and what I should have done and what I should do next time. What 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 would you position yourself any different? So so Bloomberg, you're going to position yourself different to me than you would to someone else because of the color of their skin. These are these are offensive statements. Listen to this one. I want to ask you about a question that impacts the black and brown community. There's a question that impacts the color of someone's skin in the community? 
That's an interesting one. I want to know where that is. This is all inherently built on a racist policy, isn't it? And then here's this question. How do you convince black voters? That's all I want to know right there. How do you convince black voters? What if we just stop doing it entirely? What if we stop talking about the what if we were what if we were restricted? I'm talking about a law that says you can't mention the color of someone's skin. You, what if you what if you it was something that where all the press couldn't mention race anymore? Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that change the whole premise of the questions? How do you convince black voters? How about you? you how do you convince voters? Is it insulting to put a race in front of that? How do you convince black voters? That's a massively insulting. I thought this was insulting, too. All right here, listen. I have over 100 black uh, elected officials that have endorsed me. And they endorsed you because you approve of bl- that. What policy? Are there really black people endorsing people because you like the color? This has become too far. It's come way too far. Am I the only one that thinks this way? I know Richard and I talked about this all week, but 454-1366, you want to know the entire premise of this? You know where this comes from? The left, the media, Democrats believe that the black person is held back without them. And, And most of America, and I'm serious, do not believe that. Most of America do not see race. Politicians media and college campuses apparently see race, and Tom Steyer, who actually made the quote of the debate. And the quote of the debate actually finalized and wrapped the entire reason why you have to talk about blacks and whites and race and color of someone's skin. Here it is. Every single policy area in the United States has a gigantic subtext of race. Yes. Wow. Every policy has a subtext of race. So if I want to have a policy to reduce the marginal tax rate across the board, Tom Starr, what? That's a there's a race factor. This is how they think. Democrats think this way. That there is a policy for the black people. There's a policy for Asians. There's a policy for whites. I wish I wish there were a colorblind society, but when you have Democratic Party in a debate like this, there's not going to be one. And you know who should be insulted over anyone? I, the blacks should be insulted. What are you, a blocking vote that has to be catered to with a policy? What policy? What policy? By the way, there's a consequence of thinking this way. And I'll share that with you next. And you won't believe what the result is. It's actually quite scary for our culture and our time. And your phone calls are next, 454-1366, 454-1366. The Lee Brothers, Scott Lee, missing my coast, my friend and my brother, Richard Lee. Your phone calls next. Lee Brothers, 820, WNTW, 92.7 FM. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Four five four thirteen sixty six. This ain't no rag, it's a flag, and we don't wear it. The Lee brothers. 
Richard is in the hospital, went there last night for emergency. We covet your prayers as he is recovering. I've already talked to him here a few minutes ago. He is um, he's doing great, so uh, hopefully he'll be back here next Friday. All right, so it, it's irritating. And I'm, I'm wondering if it's starting to irritate most of America. I am I am really curious. We've talked about this before in this radio program, but there isn't there isn't a policy that sees the color of someone's skin. There shouldn't be. If there is, there's something wrong with it. If you are a politician catering to different groups of people, isn't there something wrong with that? Tell me what policy would cater to the blacks as the Democrats essentially are doing here. This builds a divide in our country that somehow there's a policy for different people, and there shouldn't be. There's a constitution for one people, all people, and it's always been that way, and it impacts everybody. Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence for all people, and it finally came to fruition and, and, and fulfilled every bit of what it meant to be. Right, fruition, exactly. That, that's, that's what I meant. More, thank you very much. Richard's not here to correct all my full pause, although I wish he were. There's a consequence of this of this kind of thought, isn't there? How about UVA student? Too many white people in here. In this- yeah. I mean, if we continue to tell people there's differences between us, that there's policies for black people, policies for white people, the country has certain laws that are only for certain people and that politicians cater to them, you're going to get more people who want to divide us. Too many white people in here. In this-, this Portland attack. I don't know if you heard about this. A woman charged with a crime in Portland because she attacked a person. Just started punching another woman in the face. When they probably when they finally stopped her from doing that, they asked her, why did you do that? She said, I hate white people. So she attacked a woman because of the color of her skin. So now we need policies to impact the color of our skin. 454-1366. I don't understand. I don't get it. But I think Tom, I think Tom uh, Steyer here said it perfectly. Every single policy area in the United States has a gigantic subtext of race. Yes. We're talking about education. We're talking really? about criminal justice. Not at all. We're talking about housing. Uh-uh. We're talking about loans. Everything has a racial component. Well, if you paint it that way, then you're going to have to have some law, some bill, some policy that is directly related to someone's skin. And that is inherently wrong. Can we all not agree with that? Shouldn't all of us, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, whatever it might be, all look at this and go, this is way off base. We've taken this way too far. We can't agree with that? Actually, it might be something else at work here. It might be that according to a recent Gallup poll, most, 70% of, if we have to look at the color of skin again, I don't know how Gallup looked at the color of skin, I guess they just simply asked, found out that most of the black culture is not dependent on race, doesn't look at race, but happens to be liberal. They happen to be like big government policies. They happen to like Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and all the Democrats on stage. So they don't have to necessarily have a black issue, as everyone thinks they do. It just turns out for some reason that there are 
most blacks are liberals, unless you're looking at CPAC today. CPAC had, uh, had um, oh, what's her name on there now today? I'm, I completely went a blank on this. This uh, unbelievable black uh, lady. Now, um, anyway, she spoke and, uh, and talked about how uh, there's going to be a black exodus at some point because, honestly, they're starting to see what liberalism is. It's a disaster of mass proportions, and it's a disaster for everybody. No matter the color of your skin, liberalism is damaging. And so um, th there'll be a change um, that is coming. By the way, just a, a breaking news for those who are wondering, I will not, I will not, Scott Lee will not be speaking at CPAC this year. I know, I, I was hoping for the invitation. I never never received it. I would have loved to, to speak. I'm, yeah, I'm not at risk of... <laughs> I'm not at risk of speaking at CPAC, although I would certainly love to. If they ever called me and said, Scott, I would think it was a joke put on by Richard Lee. I'm pretty sure. That you talking about Candace Owens? Yeah, Candace Owens. Thank you. Just popped in. That's much. That's it right there. Candace Owens had an unbelievable speech this morning. Go pick it up and look at it. And she was dealing with this very issue we're talking about, about the, the, the black vote and the color of her skin and policies that should not be color of your skin oriented. They, they should not be. So um, you can check out Candace Owen at CPAC. All right, more of your phone calls next, 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. No opinion, no slant, just the facts. Yeah, right. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Friday afternoon, Miss, missing Richard leaves in the hospital covered in your prayers. All right, so something else happened in the debate that caters to fear-mongering, division, and it turned out to be a lie, and it was said by Klobuchar. And it was such a throwaway line, I don't think anyone really heard it. I did. Here it is. While we are all sitting here debating, Wisconsin has kicked hundreds of thousands of people off of their voting rolls. Thank Georgia you, kicked 100,000 off. As president, I will get voting rights to be a reality Thank for you. everyone. I, I hardly even know what to say to that. That is such demagogue fear-mongering. It's unbelievable. Does, does anyone really listening to that think, Wow, Wisconsin took 100,000 people off the rolls. How dare they? Do you know why they did? Because they're dead. They're dead or it's a fake name or it's not real. You don't expect states to go through their votings and make sure they exist. There is a phenomenal video on our website that deals exactly with this lie of Amy Klobuchar and the entire left who thinks there's a country out there trying to restrict voting. It's the complete opposite. We're doing everything we can to get people to vote, short of dragging them in there, which half the Democratic Party does anyway. They pull buses up of people. They drag them out of bed to go vote. And half of them can't even vote because they're either felons, which, by the way, they're trying to change that, too. This is a lie. And the video can be found. Very simple. 92.7FM820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers talks about voter fraud and deals exactly with this complete bunk that Amy Klobuchar is talking about. 
the fact that people call their voting roll their voting rolls and look at them is not an indication of voter right suppression. These names either cannot be verified, they're dead, or moved out of the state. What are you suggesting, Amy Klobuchar, that we just never look at our voting rolls and just let it add up to it, it, it's the only reason she would say this is because the original premise of Tom Steyer, everything is racist. Everything. So Wisconsin took 100 names off the voting roll because they hate black people. You see? Then Amy can stand up and go, see, I like black people. You elect me president. I'll make sure they'll never take names off the voting roll. You see, liberalism is just stupid. There's no evidence behind any of that, yet they're able to get their voting block to, to actually cheer this. It was, it was one of the throwaway lines of the debate that just makes your head pop off your body. All right, 92.7fm820am.com, 92.7fm and 820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you to our page. You can see what voter fraud is real. You can see Crazy Joe talking about guns killing 150 million people and liberty versus licentiousness. Wow. Very, very good videos this time. 927fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Coming up, <laughs> Bernie Sanders rally here in Richmond. You won't believe these comments. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. We built this Outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, and Bernie Sanders apparently showed up here. How dare he? Virginia citizens and American patriots, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Richard is in the hospital as we speak right now, harassing the nurses making sure they're conservative enough to work on him. Reminds me of when Ronald Reagan was shot and he was getting surgery and he asked the doctors if they were Republicans. Richard, I hope for your sake that they're somewhat conservative and you don't irk them too bad. I don't find you to be a very good patient, however. I think, <laughs> I think you're going to be a little, a little annoying, to say the least. Anyway, uh, prayers for Richard. He uh, went there last night in a state of emergency, and I kid you not about that, and uh, he is actually safe and doing much better at this point. And the microphone just did a turn on me. I don't know what that even means, but apparently it's... Don't know. All right, so 454-1366, 454-1366. Bernie Sanders shows up in Richmond, and thanks you for being here. Richmond, thank you so much. In, in, case, in case you didn't notice it, there are a lot of people in this room. I didn't know there were that many people who were socialists. Yep, Bernie Sanders uh, came to the Commonwealth, the capital, that is, and uh, spewed uh, uh, many things. But we had uh, microphones there. We picked up on a lot of it. In fact, it, what was interesting about Bernie is, you know, his opening um, speaker who introduced him started off with comments, too. Voters are coming out in masses to vote for Bernie. What about the people of color? 
Labor. Oh. Those Latinos, Muslim, African Americans. Muslims of color? I missed that one. I didn't know Muslim was a color. I thought it was a religion. Isn't it a religion, Mark? I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with your color. I'll ask Cat Stevens. I don't think he is a person of color, although you couldn't tell right now. Isn't that interesting how that started? Doesn't aren't all Bernie people who are in these rallies sound angry? They're, they're, they're like they're mad. What about those new Americans that are coming out to get out to vote? Those immigrants that have registered to vote? How about them? I mean, if they're immigrants and they're citizens of the United States of America and they're getting out to vote, good. Somehow, I don't think that's what she meant. Although, if she did, I'm a good. They should. So when, I, when people tell me that Bernie is not electable, <laughs> I will tell them that is not true. No! That's what I'm going to tell them. I'm just going to say what? That is not true. It's not true. That is not true. And if it's not true with no evidence at all, I'm just going to say it's not true and everyone's going to cheer for me. I don't think the fact that Bernie can't be elected is true either. I actually am very fearful of this man and the 4,000 plus people that showed up in Richmond. Here's more. And we are getting ready to deliver Virginia to Bernie Sanders. I can't wait. Please deliver Virginia for Bernie Sanders. Isn't it interesting the entire home of Virginia, the founding of the country, the mother of presidents, the ideals of liberty, George Mason, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, the entire Constitution, the Bill of Rights, almost all about Virginia citizens. And Bernie Sanders comes here and says, hey, I'm I'm just saying I've got I've got hope here. And there's people who actually applaud this guy. Here's something he said in the in the in the rally that really caught my attention. Talking about Trump, and uh, it's self-explanatory. Somebody who is running a corrupt administration. Somebody who apparently has never read the Constitution of the United States. You believe that? You believe that? Bernie Sanders. A socialist is upset that somebody didn't read the Constitution. <laughs> I bet you could walk in that crowd and ask every single person, including Bernie Sanders, anything about the Constitution, they wouldn't know. For, for example, <laughs> exactly, crickets. You could, you could ask him, what's Article 1, Section 8? Bernie doesn't know. I guarantee no one in that room knows. It actually limits the, the, the government. Article 1, Section 8 says these are the 17 things the federal government can do. Everything else is left to the state. Bernie Sanders doesn't believe that. Yet Bernie Sanders gets to lecture Trump on not reading the Constitution. Bernie Sanders doesn't believe in a Constitution. It's in the way. It's a negative charter. The Constitution was written to limit the government and expand freedom for the people. And that drives Bernie Sanders crazy. Do you think Bernie Sanders' idea of taxing wealth is something that expands freedom or limits it. Exactly. So let's ask some of the people on the street what what they think of Bernie Sanders. These are people in the crowd, and they got to speak about Bernie Sanders. I'm a Bernie fan. I've been Bernie for about five years now. And I want to support him. I haven't seen him, so I've been supporting him for five years. Uh, he's really animal friendly. So that's the number one thing for me. I'm a big animal. Wait. The number one thing for this guy to be in the Bernie Sanders crowd is what? Uh, he's really animal friendly. So that's the number one thing for me. I'm a big number animal. one thing is animal friendly. 
<laughs> All right, hang on a second. Everybody else hates puppies. They kick. This is exactly. The, this is a liberal talking point. See, Bernie Sanders is a fan of animals, and so am I. The Republicans don't like animals. <laughs> it's just insane. By the way, he said it's his number one issue. Wow. I haven't seen that on the list of top 10 topics that people are voting for president, but here he is. Uh, he's really animal friendly. So that's the number one thing for me. I'm a big animal guy. Um, climate change is the biggest thing. Environmental damage that we're doing. That's the number one thing. What? Wait a minute. That's the number one thing? Hang on. What, what's the number one? I thought... I thought animals were the number one thing. I'm a big animal guy. Um, climate change is the biggest thing. Environmental damage that we're doing, that's the number one thing. Okay, okay. so it's climate change and animals. Are the really animal one. friendly. So that's the number one thing for me. I'm a big animal guy. Um, climate change is the biggest thing. Environmental damage that we're doing, that's the number one thing. And okay, that, you can't have two number ones. This is the problem with the Bernie crowd. They can't do math either. There, there's only one number one. That could have been the number two thing. He, he actually continues. I, I believe it gets worse. Oh, and that's the number one thing. And then medical for all would be second. Um, I think he has the best chance to be. Medical for all is second. Uh, okay, so first we got take care of the animals. Uh, then we have the environment. And then medical for everyone. You humans could have medical later. But as long as we're taking care of the animals, that's number one. These people are phenomenal. Next, please chance to meet Donald Trump, and I just wanted to come out and show my support and be around fellow like-minded people. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, if you're a socialist, a hashtag uh, socialist communist, then you'd want to hang out in that group. There are a lot of those people there, some 4,000 plus. All right, then there's uh, there, there's another one here. This is uh, a Bernie peep, a huge fan, a socialist from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Remember, these people live here. Bernie shows up. They, they go there. By the way, the crowd was very young, as you can imagine. And when you hear the next, um, the next girl, you'll understand uh, how young she is. Uh, I love Bernie, and I want to see him. Um, he's really progressive. And- yeah, that's true. He's very progressive. In fact, socialist, communist progressive, but... That's okay. Um, he's really progressive, and he stands for a lot of issues that hit home for me. I'm going to graduate in May with $60,000 in student debt. So. Wait, wait. Okay. $60,000 in student debt. Where do you think she's going to go with this? I'm going to graduate in May with $60,000 in student debt. So. That's really important that he gets elected and eliminate some of that for me. <laughs> go, Bernie! Woo! Oh! And that's uh, it's liberty. Is that what she said at the end? Is that go Bernie? Oh, go Bernie. Wow, that's uh, she's voting on one thing: that Bernie Sanders will get elected and save her from her own stupid decision. Let's see who who made her get sixty thousand dollars in debt. Eliminate some of that for me. Oh, go Bernie! Woo! Isn't Bernie a benevolent dictator? He cares for you. Bernie's going to relieve your college debt. By taking it from other people. Now, see, this girl, bless her little heart, this little college graduate who graduates in May with $60,000 debt, she would never, ever go door to door, knock on the door of her neighbor and say, excuse me, I have a $60,000 bill. I'd like you to help pay. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's not how the left works. The left would rather elect a benevolent dictator to do it by the force of government to take from your neighbors to pay for your decision. Why is it that we should pay for her college decisions? That's an absolute serious question. 
454-1366. This gal shows up at the Richmond rally for Bernie Sanders on one issue. She's convinced that Bernie Sanders cares for her. And, and who doesn't care for the serfs and peasants like any dictator who will take from some, show his benevolent love for those, and pay for the student loan? We have built a massive problem. Somehow Bernie Sanders is even allowed and the press accepts it. That Bernie Sanders can promise Americans that he will, by the force of government, take from some and give to you. That pesty little constitution. This is disgusting. This is the Bernie Sanders crowd. To learn to hate the service that you bought personally. You hate your college so bad, you went in $60,000 debt, and you want us to bail you out of it. Wow. Why doesn't she get laughed at? Why, why are her parents not going, excuse me, it's not my role. It's not the role of anybody. To do it. Like I said, she would never knock on her neighbor's door, but she'll, she'll elect someone to do it by force of government. That's the difference between liberals and dictators, and, but they're all the same. It's interesting to me how the entire group in that room has been told to hate capitalism hate free markets, hate profit, hate their corporations, hate their bosses, hate the colleges that they went to. And yet they're never told to fear government. They're told to fear the wrong things. They are told every day that the problem is their rich neighbor. They're told every day that Bloomberg is a problem. They're told every day that Trump has too much money, but they're never told of the consequences of government that can take it all. They've never been educated on the history of humans since the foundation of the planet has been about killing people through communism and socialism, about the oppression of government. You should never fear your employer who can't do anything to you. You should fear the government that can do everything to you. In fact, that's the entire foundation of our of our of our uh, government and our foundation was a fear of government. Thomas Paine said, government at its very best is a necessary evil, at its worst, an intolerable one. And yet there's 5,000 people in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia cheering more government and told to hate, to hate corporations and businesses and rich people. What has happened to the education of our country? No employer, no rich person can force things on you. None. Fear government. Don't fear corporations or free markets. All right, your your phone calls next. 454-1366, 454-1366. Tim Kaine endorses Joe Biden. That's next. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. No slant, just the facts. Yeah, right. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. I heard one about a fellow who went to the KGB to report that he lost his parrot. The KGB asked him why he was bothering him. Why didn't he just report it to the local police? Well, he answered, I just want you to know that I don't agree with a thing my parrot has to say. I'm telling you, it's so true. 
But at least they got free health care. I wish there was more effort put into knowing why our founders broke away from Britain. I mean, if they if they would just read the list of your subtations and the Declaration of Independence, I'm asking the Bernie Sanders people to do that. Go look at it. I object entirely to people like Bernie Sanders, who wants to take from from other people with with uh, and confiscate and, and and distribute it to how this college girl wants her $60,000 debt paid. Why would she even do that and expect someone to fix it for her? But that's where we are in today's United States of America. And it's it's frightening, and all of us should be a bit concerned that there is momentum on any political party for a guy who is embracing socialism, who is in fact self-avowed communist until recently. That ought to scare you. Four five four thirteen sixty six, John from Chesterfield. You're on with the Lee brothers. Hey, uh, Scott. Uh, first, where's the Richard? If you're listening, behave yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's amazing uh, what I see with both uh, Bernie and uh, and Joe Biden. But Bernie Sanders is such a political joke, and these young people just don't get it. That they think that yeah, oh, I get all this for free. And it's it's not even legitimate. Yeah. I mean, wh- where are their brains? Well, There's when you don't have free. yeah, when you don't have an education, here, here's the thing. And, and you, you've obviously heard us talk about this before. If you're you, you know, when you're dealing with teenagers, teenagers are very emotional. They're they're yeah. never logical. And they and, and liberals are adult teenagers. You, you can't wrap. It's like they never grew up. We're never told that things aren't fair. Life is just not fair. It's just the way things are. And they've never been told that until a politician comes by and goes, I can make it fair. I can make it miserable for everybody. And everyone's like, yeah, I'll sign up for that one. Yeah, they're living in never, never land, basically. <laughs> it's amazing. They never came out of it. I mean, John, I, I agree. And you know what's scary about it is when you look and you see that it's one thing to have a politician like Bernie Sanders stand on stage and say all these things. It's another thing entirely that there's 5,000 people that applaud him. It's like when you watch The View on TV and you see these ridiculous women make the most absurd statements is one thing. But then there's like a crowd cheering them. You're like, who are these people? You're, you're never going to doubt there'll be a liberal somewhere with an audience, with a microphone. But to have an audience is a second thing entirely. Entirely. Tim Kaine has endorsed... Joe Biden for president. And um, it's uh, it this doesn't surprise me. But I wonder if if um, how close Tim Kaine and Joe Biden really are. And uh, and Neil Smith, an old buddy. Are you here, Neil? <laughs> well, I don't know if he's that close to him, but <laughs> Joe Biden um, is is picked by Tim Kaine. Now, Tim Kaine came out this today, in fact, and, and wrote down some things on why. Uh, Joe Biden is the guy, and and Tim Tim Kaine just we love the guy to death. Timmy, you know he's just Timmy. A bit, yeah, Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> Timmy. Timmy. So, Timmy. 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 Chaos and self-congratulations. Don't make stuff up and don't pretend. That's Tim Kaine. Isn't it interesting how 
it's always from the left. They claim these people do these things when it's really the them that do it. I mean, come on, let's let's just admit who's the divisive party in the country? Who's the one who actually takes people and pits them in little groups and puts them in different corners and has different policies for them? Who does that? You, you just you, you don't get that on the right. That's a that's a liberal idea. So Tim Kaine endorses Joe Biden because he doesn't do these things. Joe Biden isn't self-congratulatory. <laughs> he isn't about chaos. Have you heard the guy? He is chaos. Joe Biden is the epitome of chaos. I mean, Joe Biden has the best quotes ever. And, uh, and Neil Smith, an old butt buddy. What do you think that is? That's chaos. I mean, and, and the idea that he, he can insult his, his uh, people in his audience. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Yeah, there you go. Tim Kennedy, you looked. Lies. We can't have a president that lies. Joe Biden just admitted he never got arrested on that trip he's been bragging about for two weeks. Was that a lie, Tim Kaine? He, Tim Kaine goes in the letter, we're better than that. Americans deserve better in the Oval Office. So it's Joe Biden? He's the one that's going to make it better for everybody in the Oval Office? Joe Biden is complete chaos. He said this week, and you can find the video at 92.7fm820am.com by clicking on the Lee Brothers, a video about Joe Biden who said just last week that guns killed 150 million people. Almost like the TMAC one where it said guns kill every day 93 million people. They must talk to each other. They must get together and go, guns are killing millions. How many? 150 million, I thought. Well, let me say this. I think we need to do more to protect all of our citizens. I have long advocated, uh, this is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. We lose 93 million Americans a day to gun violence. I mean, I've long talked about this. They, they had to communicate. Joe Biden and Tim Kaine had to get together and say, hey, or uh, T-Mac get together and say, hey, this is, uh, this is the way it is. By the way, Tim Kaine... You're you're on you're you're not relieved of the many quotes that you've had either. You're you're a train wreck of mass proportions. The two go together entirely. Tim Kaine endorses Joe Biden today. All right, your phone calls next four five four thirteen sixty six four five four thirteen sixty six Lee Brothers ninety two point seven FM eight twenty WNTW Lee and Lee, the trial lawyers of political talk radio. The Lee Brothers on eight twenty WNTW. That I heard was about the man walking along the street at night, Moscow, Soviet soldier called to him to halt. He started to run the show. A soldier shot him. And another man said, why did you do that? Well, he said, curfew. Well, he said, it isn't curfew yet. He said, I know. He's a friend of mine. I know where he lives. He couldn't have made it. <laughs> uh, now, Reagan's a good, was a good president. By the way, Tim Kaine endorses uh, Joe Biden. And Biden announces that there's 32 endorsements from Virginia. Unfortunately, three of them are names in error. <laughs> so three of the people that he said endorse them immediately went to Twitter and said, I didn't endorse him. I don't know what he's talking about. That's chaos, Tim Kaine. That's chaos. Now, in case you think Tim Kaine is making us a, a, a progressive, calm, moderate choice, Tim Kaine is a radical leftist. Remember, he left us a final budget here in Virginia with a massive tax increase that lost 97 to zero in the House. But nearly everyone voted against it. He closed rest stops. 
He, he claimed that Obamacare wasn't perfect after thinking it was the best thing ever. His final budget had a tax increase. He thinks this about taxes. Listen to this. Being away in the tax code about $1.3 trillion a year. That's a view in the Tim Kaine. He believes that the, the, the current tax law allows you to take deductions that give away in the tax code money that's rightfully the government's, not yours. Tim Kaine thinks the money that you have is yours by, by benevolent dictators. The rest of it belongs to him. Make no mistake, Tim Kaine is far from a moderate. He's a radical leftist, otherwise he would leave this party. Who's, who stands there and boos God, who listens to people like Joe Biden and, and, and Bernie Sanders say the most radical of things. This is not your grandfather's Democratic Party. All right, coming up, this is going to be amazing. We'll have some fun with this. The cap and trade, the, the General Assembly passed a cap and trade bill. You didn't know this. I'm going to tell you about it coming up. And the NAACP's shakedown of Hanover County. This has got to stop. Look, Hanover County decides the name of their schools, not you, NAACP. Just because you don't like the name doesn't mean you get to sue them and the taxpayers. Why don't you go through the normal process? Just lobby them to see if they can change it. Uh, Unconscionable. All that and much more. Much more, including how meatballs are no longer made of meat. And uh, Mayor Pete thinks nine-year-olds should know about gay sex. It's just... More dead ahead. The Lee brothers here missing Richard Lee, who's in the hospital. Cover your prayers. 454-1366. Lee brothers. 92- the government is us, and we're, we're doing things right. The stupidity. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. Wow. 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 She's got tremendous hatred. Tremendous hatred. She's got tremendous hatred. So, uh, what do you call a meatball with no meat? This this whole fake meat craze has got to stop, or you could ignore it. Uh, Mayor Pete, he thinks nine-year-olds should be uh, should be thinking about gay sex, but all, don't all Democrats? Wait till you hear this. And the NAACP shakedown of Hanover County because of the name on the school building. of your tax dollars. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my dear friend, my phenomenal brother, Richard Lee, had an emergency trip to the they had an emergency trip to the emergency room. That sound okay? That's, that's what happened. Uh, Richard is uh, in the hospital currently. He has uh, had some issues that uh, that uh, happened last night that required that. And I get a text this morning from him to say, hey, enjoy the radio show by yourself. I'm like, excuse me? Uh, who is this, by the way? No. Uh, and then uh, he gave me the update. And so he's there now. He is uh, actually in great spirits. He's been blowing up my phone. Uh, miss you greatly, Richard Lee. Uh, we ask you, as fans of the Lee brothers, even those who hate us greatly, that you would still pray for us. We pray for the Lee family and for Richard and his health, and it means a lot. We appreciate it greatly. He'll be back here next Friday uh, from 4 to 6, as always. All right, check us out on our website, 92.7 FM, 8.20 AM. Very simple, 92.7 FM, 8.20 AM.com. Click on the Lee brothers, takes you directly to our page. There you'll find some three great videos. One is about this crazy Joe 
Joe Biden endorsed by Tim Kaine today. All right, phone lines are open, 454-1366, 454-1366. Traveling this week, I, I, I had uh, had a dinner in New England. Now, New England isn't the uh, bastion of conservatism, so you might be um, surprised to hear that. I'm having dinner with some people, and that's a, it's a business dinner. We're, we're enjoying our time, and I asked for a straw. Okay? I needed a straw for my vodka tonic. No, I'm kidding. And they gave me uh, a straw, and I, I quickly wanted to see if it was plastic or paper because I despise and it, I, and hate would be the right word, except God said not to hate anything. But if he ever makes it okay, I've got a list of things to hate over here. Um, the straw was plastic. And I made a comment. I was like, isn't this fantastic? I got a plastic straw. Everybody thinks I'm mad. And the guy, exactly, the guy beside me says, I mean, almost an exact quote, so you'd rather destroy the planet? I didn't know that was the choice. Either I have, I either destroy the planet with a plastic straw or use a paper straw. I didn't know those were the options. I thought the options were to choose something that works like a plastic straw versus a paper straw that dissolves and socks. I thought those were the options. But if you word it like that, then well, I get... Holy smoke, you have to be so negative about it? Exactly. If you word it in that way, if your choice is really between me destroying the planet in a paper straw, I mean, obviously someone's going to pick the paper, right? Except it's a false dichotomy. That's not the choice. See, here in America, we're not the problem. We're, we're actually the solution. My little plastic straw won't find its way into the ocean in America. Go talk to the seven cesspool rivers in Africa that are dumping all their crap in the ocean. We aren't the problem. It turned out to be a wonderful dinner and a wonderful conversation. And so when I went back to my Marriott property, I asked for a bottle of water. And they said, sir, we don't have bottles of water anymore. We have glass bottles. Glass bottles? Okay, well, whatever. They give me an empty glass bottle with a screw-on lid that I walk up to a dispenser and pour into this thing. You, but I'm like, I looked at the guy and I said, this has gone too far. You know what he said to me? Remember, we're in New England. He's, he leans over to me, almost quiet, because he doesn't want anyone to hear him, and he goes, I couldn't agree more. We've lost our mind. And that's exactly what's going on. All for the sake of a planet that we do nothing to fix here in America. Nothing. And it's the same with this stupid meat trend. We can do nothing to fix the planet. Even if I had paper straws from now to eternity, we got rid of every plastic bottle in America. In America only, we're 1%, less than 1% of any of the issues on the planet Earth. We do nothing to fix it. We do nothing to solve any kind of battle uh, for the health of the planet. Ikea is going meatless on their meatballs. Now, Ikea is famous for these stupid meatballs. I've never had one. I've never actually been in Ikea to spend time there to eat one. But they're going to a plant-based meatball in 290 of their European stores, soon to be here in the United States. Their so-called plant ball, which we're not sure that's going to be the name of it, will be made of a combination of pea protein, oats, apples, and potatoes. Now, someone's going to have to explain to me why a vegetarian, liberal fruitcake, save the planet, nature Nazi, 
cares whether it still looks like a meatball. Why does the radical left or the vet vegetarians like the fact that their cheeseburger or their veggie burger still looks like a cheeseburger? Why do they still like the fact that their meat their their fake meatball looks like a meatball? Just eat a salad. Why even make it a meatball? Forget it. Get rid of the whole idea. And it sounds so disgusting. If I'm going to eat a meatball, I want the meat. Don't you? They even go as far in here to say, we've designed the new plant ball for customers who want to eat less meat, but not compromise the familiar taste and texture of a meatball. That just sounds disgusting. So I... I'm faked into thinking I'm eating meat, and somehow I shall feel better because I'm not eating meat. What the heck is wrong with everybody? Starbucks is doing the same thing in Canada. They are uh, going to start selling a sandwich featuring meat-free patties with be- from Beyond Meat, a company in California. The patty is made from peas and brown rice and features a blend of rosemary and other spices. Again, why? Why make it look like meat? The CEO of Impossible Meat said this this week. Our mission is very simple. It's to completely replace animals as a food technology by 2035. First of all, I didn't know animals was a food technology. That actually makes it completely different. I thought it was just had nothing to do with technology. I thought you shot or killed the cow and ate the burger. But apparently it's animal technology and he plans on replacing all meat? Uh, no thanks. I'm a kind of a huge fan of meat. Aren't you? Now, see, all this is designed and, and built around a premise that's a lie. That Starbucks is going to somehow fix the planet. That a meatless meatball is somehow more energy or environmentally friendly. And it's it means nothing. That my paper straw will do something to save the planet, and it won't, because America's not the problem. And either is the Commonwealth of Virginia. But the governor and his administration have supporting joining a reduced carbon emissions program, a cap-and-trade program that the General Assembly just passed for the sake of the planet. And we're a state. That's all we are. And by the way, a pretty clean state. We have the Department of Environmental Quality that goes around with little Gestapo cars and SUVs and makes sure that you're keeping the state clean. We have an EPA on top of that that is overreaching outside the bounds of its constitutional authority, dictating what you do on your own private land because of a frog. So we're pretty into this whole environmental stuff. But now the House and Senate voted Wednesday night in the wee hours of the evening to send to Governor Ralphie Boy, Blackface Ralph Northam, a bill that will allow a cap-and-trade program here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And it's bad. Real bad. I'll tell you why next. And your phone calls. 454-1366. 454-1366. 
13-66. Scott Lee by himself. Richard Lee's in the hospital. We cover your prayers. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Tired of talk show hosts that think they know everything? Call Scott and Richard Lee, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look... In my country, I can walk into the Oval Office, I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin, to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. Absolute best. Four five four thirteen sixty six. We're up and running here live outside the capital of the Commonwealth. Just after five seventeen. Richard Lee's in the hospital. Miss him greatly. He'll be back here next week. The, this this uh, nature Nazi group of people who are running around saying that somehow we've got to stop carbon. It's it's all built on on, on a lot. By the way, CO two carbon is very good for the planet. It's, that's not harmful at all. But we've been told that this warming was going to kill us all. And by the way, warming is not bad for the planet. And you want best evidence ever that this whole thing is a lie? People are buying property. Big names, big huge leftist environmental wackos are buying oceanfront property. They're living in the most popular places on in, in the in the world on beaches on resorts. If they really believe any of this stuff, they wouldn't invest in that property. In fact, the, the, the whole economy would be devaluing it. It's just ridiculous. And now we find ourselves in Virginia with a cap-and-trade program. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you this. Your rates will skyrocket. they got to pay for it somewhere. You think, you think Dominion and, and, uh, and uh, our um, suppliers of our energy are just going to go, okay, well, whatever. No, your rates are going to go up, but it's good. You ought to be glad because you are going to save the planet for future generations. What a lie. 454-1366. Jim from Verona. You're on with the Lee Brothers. Hey, Scott. How are you today? Good. That's good. Listen, uh, first and foremost, I would like to give some prayer to your brother, Richard. He's 50% of your program for sure. I miss him, um, and you were talking about the shapes of the meats. I think it's a good idea to keep the meatballs meatballs and the burgers burgers. That way you can slip one in on them when they're uh, – Oh, I see. I see. And and by the way, you said shape of the meats. I didn't understand what you meant there, but yeah. Um, if that was the goal, sure, uh, Jim, I, I could agree that you could sh- slip a cheeseburger in on, on them because they don't know the difference. But have you not wondered this? Why does a vegetarian want it to look like they're eating meat when they're against meat? I haven't the slightest idea. It's, it's kind of like um, the people that are uh, don't believe in God. Uh, they they, they want to have some sort of... I don't know, uh, celebration uh, right around the time of Christmas and, <laughs> and whatnot. They're, exactly. They're, they, they don't. Um, well, in their case, thank goodness it got more secular. Thank goodness Christmas became a, uh, has moved away from the real reason because they could, they could actually celebrate it then. That's, a, yeah, that's a, actually a great point. It's a great comparison. 
Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Appreciate the call. 454-1366. 454-1366. I guess we all lie to ourselves about something in our worlds. You know, we all have this little thing that we lie about. We, we lie, like, for example, we, we currently are lying. Uh, there's a political party that's lying to themselves about abortion. They call it a choice. This is a lie. It's a choice. If you can frame it in the, in, the, in the framework of choice, then great. I mean, if you can frame the idea that eating less meat will save the planet, then, then great. But why does it have to look like meat? Why don't you just tell the world I refuse to eat anything that looks like meat because meat's offensive to me? Instead, you're like, I'm not going to eat anything of meat, but give me that, cheese, that, that fake cheeseburger, the fake meat. Yeah, that's it. Mark's telling me that it's for people like me, we'll leave them alone. Look, I, I don't know if they're eating the meat or not. How do I know? If I walk up to someone who's eating the Impossible Burger from Burger King or Hardee's, wherever it's from, I don't know if they're eating meat. I don't know if they're 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 doing it or not. Maybe they're just yeah. To, maybe to your point, Mark, they're, they they want to fit in, so they eat a fake cheeseburger. That's the whole problem with the whole left, anyway. Everything they do is fake. It's all fake. Except this cap and trade, which is far from fake. It's a disaster. The bill that they passed Wednesday night authorizes Virginia to use the revenue generated when the fossil fuel power plants have to purchase an allowance to emit a certain amount of carbon. So what happens is the bill actually has a a, a part that says, once we get the money from you, here's how we're going to dispense it. Okay. So the, the fossil fuel fire power plants that we have in Virginia have to purchase an allowance to emit certain amount of carbon. Okay, so if they're gonna if they're gonna emit certain carbon, they have to pay for that. That pay goes to the state government with this new bill. Under that bill, under the legislation, forty five percent of the revenue will go towards assisting localities with flooding and sea level rise. Oh, good. Another fifty percent will go to state administered account to support energy efficient programs for low income individuals because the free market can't do that. And then five percent will go to administrative costs. Now, listen to this. This is where it impacts you. You're thinking, what they pass Wednesday night, Scott Lee? It doesn't matter. It does. The Department of Environmental Quality estimates that the revenue for the first few years of Virginia's participation will be $100 million annually. The, the energy companies are going to pay $100 million more than they are currently and then the government gets that to spend how they want, according to this bill. Where do you think the power company is going to get $100 million? From you! Congratulations. You energy user here in Virginia, your rates just went up. I, that is exactly what's going to happen. I'm not the only one saying it. Senator Frank Ruff said the exact same thing. He said, quote, this whole concept of buying credits is a con game. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think it's good public policy. It's not going to change the world, unquote. He also went on to say that this will cost you, the, the uh, energy buyer, a whole lot more money. In fact, the State Corporation Commission, who's supposed to measure these things, looked at this and said it will. the typical monthly bill will increase by uh, $2.50 for the years uh, 2027 to 2030. How about that? How about that? Can you believe that? Are you okay with that? 
So say you don't want to eat your veggie burger. Say you don't want to um, participate in the plastic paper straw controversy. Say you think it's all a con. Well, it doesn't matter because the Virginia government just made sure you pay more money for your energy costs. 454-1366. Paul from Fredericks or from from Chesterfield. Paul from Chesterfield. You're on with the Lee brothers. Hello there. Hey. Um, I called last week, and I wanted to say if I came across too strong, I apologize. Um, no need to at all. I come across strong too often all the time. This thing about, you know, first of all, I think that there's just hypocrisy everywhere. I just, that's what I see. I don't like either one of these parties. I, I don't believe in the in the weather thing that they're trying to force on everybody. If all this weather stuff is so true, like you said, why is all this building going on, these people moving to these various places? And in Chesterfield alone, look at the building that's going on just in our metro area. They keep building subdivisions and shopping centers and those kind of things. Now, one other point I wanted to make, and that's why I don't want to hear about global warming. I don't want to hear about climate change because, to me, it's just it's so hypocritical what they're saying versus what they're doing. Well, the, but again, the, the big issue is whether it's man-made or not. If you want to say the planet's warming, then I, I, I blame this big round thing in the sky we call the sun and the way the uh, it goes through certain cycles. But if you want to say human beings are control of the environment, then show me the thermostat on the wall and what it should read. Maybe the planet's supposed to be warmer. We don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's supposed it to be colder. I don't know. Then, show me the thermostat. And then one other thing I wanted to say is about the hypocrisy that I see just everywhere that— I don't agree with abortion. You mentioned that a few minutes ago. I think it should be very, very rare. But when they're, when we have people out here crying about abortion, what are they doing about the people that are already here? What are they doing about the elderly that they're drugging up with antipsychotic medication to keep them docile? What are they doing about the children in school who they are feeding Ritalin and Adderall under the guise of practicing medicine? Right. Good. That's, a, that's a good point. And I appreciate, Paul, appreciate very much the call. And um, and thanks for your uh, input. Good stuff. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Richmond's Conservative Compass, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. said that Castro was making a speech to a large assembly, and he was going on at great length, and then a voice out in the crowd said, peanuts, popcorn, cracker jack, and he went on speaking, and again the voice said, peanuts, popcorn, cracker jack, and about the fourth time this happened, he stopped in his regular speech. And he said, the next time he says that, he says, I'm going to find out who he is and kick him all the way to Miami. And everybody in the crowd said, peanuts, popcorn, cracker jack. What if Bernie Sanders has heard that joke? He praises Cuba. You know, what's interesting is you don't see boats of people fleeing capitalism. <laughs> Do you? You don't. You don't have all these people in these boats going, people fleeing capitalism today, trying to get to the socialist communist country. It's not happening. Yet, that's exactly the pitch Bernie Sanders is presenting at every rally, how bad capitalism is. And he stirs up emotion and tries to do that. Too. I, would, I would hope that someone would actually play that Ronald Reagan clip 
uh, and let him listen to that. Hey, check us out at 97fm820am.com, 927fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you to our page. Is voting is voter fraud real? Great video there. Crazy Joe, 150 million gun deaths this year. Hmm. Only 300 million in America. But 927fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, and there's a video there about liberty. Liberty versus licentiousness. If you don't know what that is, trust me, it's an outstanding video. Must be shared by all. It must be. 927fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly to our page. All right, coming up, NAACP. Shaking Dan Hanover County because of the name on the school. Who should? Who should choose the name of the school? Shouldn't that be Hanover County? We'll discuss it next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. This is silly. Brotherly Love, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Just after 532, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes my far left is Richard Lee, except he's not here today. Richard Lee's in the hospital, coveting your prayers, and we greatly appreciate it. You know, if you've been a fan of the Lee brothers or even not like us, but listen for a while, you know that that, uh, Richard has been struggling with uh, some health issues for quite a while. And some of you pick up on it and and appreciate your emails. You can email him at Richard at the Lee brothers dot com. It's very simple. Richard at the Lee brothers dot com. And uh, let him know that you're praying for him. Uh, He would greatly appreciate it. And uh, it's just been a struggle the last few years. So many of you have uh, been just great at at really uh, the support. You know, we've been doing this 17 years here in Richmond, and it's really interesting that we get response from people who listened to us five, ten years ago who are just finding us now or or finding us again, and the the reaction has been excellent. So we have a a tremendous listening audience that we're very grateful for. And to the station here at at 92.7 FM, 820AM.com. All right, um, just a little climate clarity real quick. Uh, we, we got a bunch of comments, and especially at Patriots at the LeeBrothers.com, our email address, about about the planet. And I just, we should go on record, and I say we because the Lee Brothers, we're huge fans of the planet. I mean, we got to live here. And by the way, we don't have our own clean air and clean water source. Which everyone else's, too. It has nothing to do with that. It's not that we don't want to take care of the environment or keep it clean. I, I don't I just don't want a federal government that mandates all this garbage for the sake of things we can't control. We can control where we throw our trash. We can control what our planet looks like based upon the trash we throw around. And we should take care of it and clean it up. That makes total sense. We should. I just think the cap and trade is built off a lie. It's gonna cost us more and it does nothing for the sake of a planet who isn't at risk. This planet can take care of itself. Oil seeps out of the ocean's floor with no help from human beings, and the ocean eats it. The, uh, the, the, the planet is incredibly able to handle and take care of itself. We, we, it's not under threat. I wish I could be here in 50, 75, 100 years. It's going to be the exact same. There's going to be no difference in the planet, and we, if we did nothing right now, 
It's so frustrating that we spend so much time talking about something we can't control, like the climate of the planet. And especially now, when actually in 2020, the planet's cleaner than it's ever been. That's true. Look at the industrial, all the things that we've done in our past, we're cleaner now. All right. So, so enough of that. Let, let's talk about the NAACP, which is a group that should not exist. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. It almost comes back to the opening of the show. We are talking about, really? Sh- should we divide ourselves among the color of our skin? So much so there's a group called the NAACP. I mean, to give you an example, if there was a group called the NAAWP, would that be a good thing? That wouldn't wave it. Yeah. The National Association for the Advancement of White People. Can you imagine that? If that's racist in your mind, then why isn't the NAACP racist in your mind? This week, Hanover County had to vote to draw more money out of their, uh, uh, their funds to transfer into a contingency fund to fight the NAACP. Now, if you think for a second this is about the children, <laughs> you're dead wrong. This isn't about kids. This is about a fake, made-up race issue. So on Wednesday, Hanover Board of Supervisors voted 6-1 to one to approve the transfer of funds to fight this battle. What battle? Well, the NAACP is suing Hanover County because the name of the school is Lee Davis High School or uh, what's the other one? Stone, um, Stonewall Jackson. Really? So all the kids, just out of curiosity, the kids that have graduated from there that happen to be black, um, they're scarred? Scarred for life? Hmm. I missed that one. Um, this is a shakedown. This is this is a shakedown, and it and it should be attacked as such. It's a it's a shakedown over race. Now, does anyone believe that Hanover County is a bunch of racists? Do people really believe that Hanover Board of Supervisors, on a uh, six of them, are racist? Do you believe the school, Lee Davis High School? is racist? Do you believe the principal's racist? Do you believe everyone that goes there walks in and goes, yeah, Lee Davis, they like slaves? When they wa-? No. NAACP lawsuit is a shakedown. And they allege that the school name violates the constitutional rights of African Americans and their families by making them feel unwelcome and creating an unlearning, an unequal learning environment. Now, let's just take the back half of that. So the NAACP is establishing a premise that if somewhere someone feels unwelcome or there's an unequal learning environment based upon feeling unwelcome, a lawsuit is viable. This is, this is nothing more than Reverend Jackson showing up to shake down an organization for money. So the NAACP president, Robert Barnett of Hanover, says, I believe that $75,000 would go much further in our schools rather than this lawsuit. Then stop suing. Are you kidding me? Hey, hey, Robert, you bright one, you NAACP member. Don't you think Hanover County ought to be able to decide this? If Hanover County thinks Lee Davis High School is racist, then the county would support a change. This is preposterous. 
The supervisor who voted for it, Faye Pritchard, the Board of Supervisors, one vote in favor of not moving the 75000 and just absorbing the cost, I don't know, or changing the name, is the only Democrat. Now, I find this interesting. Can't we as Democrats and Republicans, as conservatives and liberals, admit this is a con? Can't we all say the name of the school is irrelevant? We can't all agree with that? Do you really think if we named it Barack Obama High School that all of a sudden the black kids in the school will feel better? This is a lie. By the way, who's telling them to feel bad? You think these kids come up with it on their own? You think they woke up one day and went into Lee Davis High School and said, oh my gosh, I'm so offended. No, they're told to be offended by the NAACP. They're told to be offended by their liberal parents who probably didn't even know who Lee and Davis were until they looked it up. And then they told their kids they ought to be offended. It's ridiculous. This, this Faye Pritchard said, at the beginning of this process, I said I do not want to spend precious dollars that could go to our schools on this lawsuit. Then talk to the NAACP, who has no right to sue a school board or county for the name on the building. Now, I have to think that I'm not the minority on this. 454-1366. Come on. This is ridiculous. Just like changing George Mason Elementary School last week, which we talked about. I'm reading an awesome book. It's called, uh, I'm holding it up for the camera. It's called Senator Mike Lee, written out of history, the forgotten founders who fought big government. One of the chapters is about George Mason. And I was reading it this week, and I wish I would have read it before the show last week. This man was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He despised the slave trade, despised it. And yet we're told today that a man who owned the slaves is the most evil person on the planet and doesn't have, deserve to have their name on any building. When it turns out George Mason is the very reason we don't have slavery today with his own words, with the Bill of Rights, the, con the con contributions to our country. George Mason was an amazing human being and his name isn't good enough to be on an elementary school in Richmond. And the same with Lee Davis. Lee was against slave. It, it, the point is, history is never told. It's a knee-jerk reactionary to, to absurdity. The NAACP is shaking down Hanover County, and that'll be called out on it. $75,000 should go to the kids in school and not to a lawsuit over a fake and it is. It's a, it's, it's a fake outrage. No, nobody should be offended by the name on the school. Nobody. And, and, and by the way, now that uh, uh, George Mason has changed the name, or now that we have Barack Obama Elementary, what if there's somebody offended by Barack Obama's name? That doesn't count? You don't care about that? I mean, where does this insanity end? It never does. It will never end. Should the NAACP be able to sue for a name on the building? Should any organization be able to approach Hanover County and say, I want to sue you because I don't like the name of a building? Where does this end? But, you know, we can thank the NAACP because they're really showing what they think of the republic and democracy. That the decision shouldn't be made in the county. The decision should be made by a bunch of people advancing an agenda in the NAACP. You don't care about the kids. It's nothing to do with the children. 
has to do with your leftist, stupid, divisive agenda. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. Coming up, Pete, Mayor Pete, this guy might be the worst human on the planet. I'll explain next. 454-1366, Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Where a comedy act and a serious thought collide. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Four five four, thirteen sixty six. Music may not be appropriate for what I'm about to play, but we'll we'll go with it. The um, b- before I get to uh, Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete, they uh, debated this week the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which have required an abortion provider to engage in life saving procedures to preserve the life and health of a child born alive after a failed abortion attempt. If you can fog a mirror and you're a human being, there's no way that you could vote against this. There's no way you could be against it. CNN sought to defend the Senate Democrats who voted against it. They they literally said this was a fetus that was born, not a baby. Ben Sass couldn't take it anymore. He could not understand how we are in a country who can't protect a live baby after a botched abortion. Here's what he said. The piece of legislation we're voting on today, the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, is not about abortion. I am pro-life. I'm going to support Lindsey Graham's bill, but the bill we're voting on doesn't change anyone's access to abortion. It doesn't have anything to do with Roe v. Wade. It is about babies that are already born. CNN said this morning on TV, they made up this insane phrase. They said, a fetus that has been born. What the heck is that? It's another way of saying they don't want to debate the actual debate we're having on the floor today. The debate we're having, we're going to vote once on Lindsey Graham's pro-life legislation. I'm going to support it. But we're also going to vote on a piece of legislation that is about the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. These are about babies that are born that are outside their mother. And what's actually happening is the senior senator from Illinois is wanting to obscure the debate because he wants to use euphemisms about choice so that you don't have to admit to the American public that what's actually happening in the floor today is probably that, like last year, 44 Democrats are going to filibuster an anti-infanticide bill. There's nothing in the bill that's about abortion. Nothing. It's about infanticide. That's the actual legislation. And you got 44 people over there who want to hide from it and talk in euphemisms about abortion because they don't want to defend the indefensible because you can't defend the indefensible. We're talking about killing babies that are born. That's the actual legislation we're voting on today. It's the United States of America, folks. This isn't a third world, despot, banana republic. We can't agree on simple things like this. I'm not shocked our country's in a state of chaos, morally, morally bankrupt. In the Senate. 
That's what the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act is. Is it okay in the eyes of the United States Senate for us to say, well, you can't actively kill the little baby. You can't take a pillow and put it over her face and smother her to death, but you can back away and kill her that way. That's what Ralph Northam, the disgraced governor of Virginia, was talking about when he said, well, once the baby's born, if she survives an abortion, we wish that hadn't happened, then we'll figure out a way to keep her calm for a little while while the doctors debate what they want to do. What he means is kill the baby. That's the legislation we're voting on today. It failed. It was filibustered by Democrats. It's not complicated. How is it that we're that divided politically? Really? That's our division? We can't even agree that baby born alive should be protected because we're stuck in those camps? That is the craziest thing I have ever heard until I heard Pete this week. Mayor Pete, by the way, is radical on the abortion issue. He is one who holds that same view that an abortion that goes wrong and results in the life of a baby on the table not to protect it. That's almost an exact quote from Mayor Pete. But that's not what stirred me up this week about him. At a campaign rally outside Denver, a nine-year-old boy gave me reason to be concerned. He approached Pete Buttigieg with a question. Actually, here's the question. I think we have an audio of it. Here it is. Zachary, age nine. And this is a really touching question. He says, thank you for being so brave. Would you help me tell the world I'm gay too? I want to be brave like you. Nine-year-old. Now, you can answer that question a lot of ways. First of all, if you're a Again, thinking, breathing human being and a nine-year-old, I guess fourth grader, eight-year-old, 10-year-old asks you about sex in general, you're going to have to say something like, hey, um, you're nine. I know the culture is sending you the most confusing of all messages you've ever, ever heard of, but sex and sex decisions, those are made for at least somebody who's gone through puberty, okay? Enjoy being a kid. Be a kid. Let's focus on fun things in school. I know our culture is riddled with poison that floods the internet and your cell phones like like sewers, but at least try to be a kid. What did Pete Buttigieg get? What was his response to a nine-year-old? This is a child Pete Buttigieg uh, shared a, a really special moment with a nine-year-old at an event special in moment. Denver last night. What more can you tell us about that? And last night in Colorado, a young nine-year-old boy submitted a question uh, to Buttigieg in a town hall. Just take a listen to this very poignant moment. Poignant moment. Really? Wow. I don't think you need a lot of advice from me on bravery. You seem pretty strong. To see you... I, it took me a long time to figure out how to tell even my best friend that I was gay, let alone to go out there and tell the world. 
and to see you willing to come to terms with who you are. Nine. In a room full of a thousand people, Disgusting. thousands of people you've never met. That's, that's really something. I can't promise it'll always be easy. I can promise you that I'm going to be rooting for you. And I think there's a whole bunch of people here who are going to be rooting is for you. Is that what it is? That's what it is? Rooting for you? You're a sick, twisted human being. Why would you do this to a kid? Why, as a culture, we can't agree on this too? That these decisions are for adults? Whether you agree with the gay lifestyle or not, I don't care if the kid came up and said, hey, I'm nine years old, I'd like two women. I'm going to I'm going to have, I like polygamy. Or if you walked up and said, hey, uh, you know what, I've been thinking about my sister a lot. I mean, what is wrong with adults? There's not an adult in the room that goes, hey, uh, <laughs> his mother and parents were there applauding. This is a sick Democratic Party. Sick. And you think this isn't happening in our schools? They're sexualizing our children. If Pete Buttigieg would push this on a fourth grader down a path, no questions. Imagine what he'd do with the head of the country in our public schools. I don't know, transgender bathrooms, drag queen stories for hours, graphic sets education, all for fourth graders? Is that what we want? You want Zachary, that's his kid's name? You want Zachary at nine thinking about what gay sex is? Do, do you, do you, everyone knows what it is, what actually happens during the process, and that's what you want a nine-year-old thinking about? What is wrong with this country? Uh, it's, it's, it's disgusting, it's heartbreaking, and I can't believe in a country that is massively tolerant, and this country is, it's amazingly tolerant. They would never allow this kid to be picked on, abused, or be bullied. But we're going to take it even further. How about eight? How about seven? Where's the line, Democrats? Oh, and by the way, don't think this is just Pete Buttigieg. This is the Democratic Party. There were thousands of people in that room who cheered this kid and were quoting love is love as the crowd chanted. If this boy would have come out and said, I love my sister, would they have crowded love is love? If, they would have, if this boy, nine-year-old, would have come out and said, I have a 40-year-old man who wants to, to date me, Man-Boy Love Association. Is that just love for love? Is there any line? Democratic Party, is there a line that you are willing to draw to protect life? Is there a line you're willing to draw to protect the innocence of ch children? There is not. This party's corrupt. They're corrupt morally. They're bankrupt. It ought to scare you to death. Your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. One day, a pretty, fresh-faced young lady, intelligent and sincerely concerned, asked me if abortion wasn't preferable to making a young, unmarried girl have a baby she didn't want, and which would therefore grow up unloved and probably turn out to be a criminal. I gave an answer which apparently she hadn't considered. I told her there were literally millions of people in this country who wanted but could not have children and who waited eagerly, sometimes for years, to adopt the baby she had described. That such a child would not be unloved, very much the opposite was true. There were always some raised hands and unanswered questions after the cameras were turned off, and I always tried to stay around to answer them, even though we were no longer on the air. Well, this day, Another equally attractive girl had her hand half raised. I called on her, but she didn't have a question. Instead, she said, I am adopted. I think a great deal of my folks, and I think they feel the same about me. 
And then she added this unforgettable line. I'm glad no one killed me. 820 WNTW. That, that's a wrap. And I wish Richard Lee were here to tell us what kind of wrap it is. And I'm pizza wrap or whatever it would be. But it is a wrap of the radio program. And Richard, we uh, we missed you. And we uh, we're praying for you, my brother. Get better and uh, safe. And we'll see uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, back between uh, the two-headed talk show, as it always is, just outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. All right, uh, check us out. This is uh, 92.7 FM, 820AM.com, 92.7 FM, 820AM.com. That's our website. Click on the Lee Brothers. takes you to our page. There you'll find our shows archived, the links to us, and three great videos. One is Voter Fraud for Real, Crazy Joe and his gun ideas about... 150 million people died from gun violence. And by the way, he was blaming another Democrat for that because they voted against the gun bill, apparently. Liberty versus licentiousness. Un- it's just a great video. 927FM820AM.com. 927FM820AM.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly there to our page. Uh, the the uh, Senate uh, passed the red flag bill here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. It looks like it's going to go to the governor's desk and be signed, which means if someone claims that you are, uh, well, a threat to them, the government will swoop in and take your firearms at force. And I really don't see a lot of due process in this. It actually is quite scary. Justin Fairfax broke the tie, pushed it over the edge so that uh, we can once again wonder whether our government is going to be breaking down the doors of houses. Do you think that's going to be good? You think that seems helpful? I'll tell you what, this this Democratic Party has changed the Commonwealth radically, and it will have years of lasting impact. Unless we do something in November. Even then, <laughs> who is a great job producing behind the glass. You love freedom and liberty and think it ought to be maintained and fought for, then join us here every Friday from 4 to 6. Thanks for joining us. Why, why they do that? Friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless.